We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day. Three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. I'm Steve Perhatch. Joined as always by Dusty Evely and Sarah Kelleher. The Green Bay Packers are four and oh. Guys, how's everybody feeling? Terrific. <laughs> Never better. <laughs> I'm honestly so happy. I, I don't have words. Four and oh. Going into the bye week this weekend, we can just chill and be happy that the Packers are amazing. So I'm feeling great. Yeah, it was a it was just a lot of fun to watch uh, the Packers without Devontae Adams, without Alan Lazard. The offense was clicking. Um, you know, didn't put up anything close to a forty burger, but man, thirty points without your top two wide receivers uh, it is. It was a hell of a hell of a performance from them, and the defense played really well too, which I uh, thought was an even bigger takeaway. But Sarah, let's start with you. Uh, you obviously write the uh, game recap for Cheesehead TV, so why don't you tell us some of the big takeaways from Twitterland and what you saw in the game? Yeah, so I'll just run through you know the quick summary of my article, basically what we learned. Um, we have all the offensive weapons we really need. And, you know, there might be players that, yes, they could have drafted or, yes, you know, they could have pursued a little harder in free agency. But clearly for the offense that Matt LaFleur has put together, he has the pieces that he needs on this team right now. So that was something some of us already knew, but I think everybody learned last night. You know, even from a national media perspective, I don't think a lot of people thought, like, oh, you know, are the Packers this good without Devontae Adams? Are they this good without Lazard? And now both of them, and then here they go. They just, you know, even though it was 30 points instead of 40, they were still firing on all cylinders. I mean, Rodgers was insane. Again, the game plan itself was just beautiful. Um, so really exciting stuff there. Something that I wrote about that I thought went right was getting Jones and Williams really involved in the passing game. I know Jamal Williams had a career-high um, night for receiving yards and Rogers is Rogers is really complimentary of him on Pat McAfee's show about that and how you know he was able to go up and catch it in a bunch of different coverages what went wrong was clearly the injuries just we already went into this game pretty beat up and then just to see more guys get beat up and I know we're going to talk a little bit about Deguara in a few minutes but that was tough to see Chandon Sullivan left the game with a concussion but he did tweet out after that he'll be back and thanks for the well wishes 
Big Bob Tanyan was offensive MVP. I mean, that was just a spectacular performance by him. And then defensive MVPs went to Zdarius Smith and Jarrier Alexander. I mean, Jarrier literally locked down Calvin Ridley. He was targeted five times and had absolutely no catches. So that was huge. And then Zedarius, I mean, he was a little quiet the first few weeks, but I think he really just woke up and was really present um, in the game on Monday, three sacks. And he, I mean, he was just phenomenal. So that was pretty much the roundup of what the game was and what were the big takeaways. Dusty, what'd you see from, uh, from the Packers offense? Yeah, I mean, you know, Sarah covered a lot of it. Uh, it, it, it. You know, I'll give this a plug. If you're not reading Sarah's post game over at Cheesehead, you're you're missing out because she does just an absolutely tremendous job. Um, good job, and Sarah. she included my tweet too this week. <laughs> she did. She did. I feel like that was like begrudgingly, but she still included it, which I enjoyed. <laughs> I but... may have berated her a little bit, <laughs> in these times, but Part of me but yeah, like, I include it and then just you know hear from Steve about it. Should I check and see if he's reading all the way to the very end? And then sure enough, he was. Yeah. Yeah. You, you kill it every week, Sarah. Um, doing a great job. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, Tanyan was great. Uh, I think, you know, that was the big thing was, you know, <laughs> like the defense for me was the huge takeaway, as Sarah kind of said, because you come into this game and you think, I, I mean, if you would have told me, I know 30 is a pretty good amount of points. That's a good amount of points. If you told me the Packers scored 30, I would assume they would have lost this game just based on, you know, we know, we know Julio left uh, early. I know he didn't come out at the half, but, you know, Ridley had been tearing it up, and Julio and their running game had been looking good. The Falcons had, and Packers had issues with that. And so I, I just kind of thought the Packers are going to have to put up a lot of points to win. And, you know, they put up 30, but I thought they are going to have to put up more than that. So the fact that the defense, like I said, shut down Calvin Ridley, held the running game in check, uh, I mean, just did a tremendous job. Seeing Z come to life was amazing. And then just seeing, you're starting to see now some of these – these little wrinkles in, I mean, I've not gone totally through all the passing stuff yet, but one of the ones I did do was, I think it was the first completion of Tanyan, was a kind of, they ran, um, I talked about this last week, they ran that PA bootleg, the play-action bootleg, uh, five or six times last week. Basically always the same. Some of the, the routes on the back end were a little different, but always the same. That kind of rollout, the full boot, and then you've got the levels to that side. Well, this week they kind of had something that looked like that, that first completion of Tanyan, where Rodgers kind of starts, but he has a half boot and he plants, and Tanyan sneaks about across the back side. And the defense, having seen this a thousand times, is all flowing, and that play action draws them up. And so just they, they're doing a really good job now of you're starting to see some of the counters. And we talked, I mean, last season, I feel like at the same point was the same thing, but this season's a little more so. So you're starting to see some of those wrinkles showing up, some of those counters to their core concepts. So that was a lot of fun. I've not gone through it yet, but um, I <laughs> just, I mean, it reinforces what we kind of knew. I mean, even without Devontae Adams with with Jones, who knows if he was injured or something, but gone for a couple series at a time. Matt Floor is really, really good. Like Sarah said, they've got they've got injuries, but he puts his guys just through the concepts or just through their skill set in such a great job to succeed. And I know the Falcons defense isn't good, but he's absolutely been killing it all season and that continued against the Falcons. Just a really, really fun game. Yeah, I thought even uh, ESPN kind of broke the ABC, broke it down, uh, that fourth down play that went to Malik Taylor, mm-hmm. that stack formation that all of a sudden normally what his route would have been would have been that slant route, and all of a sudden he breaks it off, comes back, and is just wide open. And then they pointed out there was two other dudes that were even more wide open than him, yeah. which was uh, just outstanding. So, I mean, yeah, it's kind of fun to be able to see those things in the Packers offense and – and, you know, year two, everybody's a little bit more bought in, understanding of the concepts, and, man, they're uh, they're flying right now. So a lot, a lot of fun to uh, watch. Let's see, news and notes coming into week five of the NFL season. Uh, unfortunately, there's some bad news for the Packers, losing tight end slash fullback slash what, H-back slash, I don't know, multi-tool, whatever you call him. Uh, Josiah DeGuara is on the IR with an ACL tear, which means his season is over. Dusty, are you okay? I'm not. No. I'm really not. <laughs> I mean, he, he showed out in week one, man, and when he came back for this game, it was like, oh, and you didn't see him very much. That's what sucks. He wasn't even in very much. But that was kind of a – I loved what he showed week one, and man, if he can continue this, I mean, even like for a rookie, that'd be incredible. I know I said when they drafted him, like, 
you know, third round, but this could be the piece that helps unlock the LaFleur offense. So I was really excited to see him, especially after that first week. They clearly had big plans for him. And I was I was upset when he got injured, and I saw that news came through today. And it's been – yeah, I, I'm going to be honest with you. It's not been great since I saw the news. Not been great. It's, uh, I feel like he was a big piece of what they want to do, so it sucks that he's sucks that he's out the rest of the year. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, more news from the Packers. They have waived Reggie Bagleton from the active roster. I'm assuming those, uh, seeing how that works, but trying to get him back on the practice squad. They have also waived linebacker Curtis Bolton from the pup list and released Caleb Scott, the wide receiver from the practice squad. So uh, kind of numbers all counting up. It looks like the Packers are sitting at 50 out of 53 on uh, out of their 53-man roster. And the bigger news is uh, the Packers have a big-time free agent coming in to visit. Uh, when you are listening to this, that would be today. Snacks Harrison uh, came from Seattle on Tuesday and is now visiting with Green Bay today. You know, guys, what do you think? How big of a how big of an addition would this be, Sarah? I'm all for it. I mean, if this happens, this is something I know we talked about a few weeks ago because Snacks tweeted like, "Oh, the pack." I talked to the Packers, and then everybody lost their freaking minds about it. Everyone started <laughs> tweeting at him. Um, but I mean, if they can get this guy, that would be really great, and I think that would give the defense a little extra spark, which would be fantastic. I know Bocciardi just found out today that they're bringing him in, and he said, I didn't even know he was coming in for the workout. He's a good player. He went on and on and said he's very smart, very instinctive, and he's he's just garnered all the accolades that he deserves, and he's really earned that. And he said it would be very exciting to see if we do get him. It would definitely help build death and definitely a big man in the middle for our team. So I think he said it best. All those things are true, and if they can get him, woo. That that'll be a great addition to the team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we talk, I mean, we talked last season, or, or you know, I guess before the season, we're looking at the schedule that the early buy kind of sucked, and you never like having a week five buy. If you know they, they had so many injuries, man. If they come out of this week five buy, not only with Kenny Clark healthy and hopefully Rashawn Gary healthy and Devontae Adams healthy, but also potentially Snacks Harrison, that would be huge. So yeah, it's a uh, I'm not. I'm not getting my hopes up because I know he's got visits. I think after the Seahawks and the Packers, I think he's got meetings with at least one other team, if not Eagles or something. Maybe I can't remember. I feel like he has another meeting, so I'm not getting my hopes up. But man, that would be just. I mean, he's, you know, even as like a one or two down defender, like he's basically a run guy. He's a tremendous run guy. Uh, just a huge boon to that line. That'd be. Uh, that'd be amazing. Um, real quick, not to backtrack, but hot off the Twitter press about two minutes ago. DeGuara just tweeted, appreciate all the love and support you all poured out during this time. God has a plan through it all, and I will come back from this better than before. Go, Pat, go, cheese emoji. So, love him, sending him the best. Love him. Yep. Can't wait to see him back. Yep, definitely sucks, but uh, hopefully he'll be back ready to go next year. I mean, I have plenty of time to to fully get into that playbook and even understand it even better and uh, be ready to go next year. Uh, big news coming out. It looks like for the foreseeable future, there are not going to be any fans at Lambeau Field. Um, if you haven't seen, Wisconsin is quite the hotbed for COVID. <laughs> um, so it is the ever-growing thing of wear a mask if you want to go watch Packers games. I mean, it's just pretty much as simple as that. You want to get out, you want to see the Packers in person, like, well, you got to get this under control because right now it's it's raging out of control in Green Bay. The Appleton area is like one of the top uh, COVID outbreaks in the country, so not great. Um, and I've seen many, many people tweeting, stay the F away from Lambeau Field. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I, can, I will definitely vouch for that as well. Um so let's see, it's Tuesday, so that means Rodgers is on a Pat McAfee show. Had a couple of uh, fun little quotable things. Dusty, were you able to check it out today? I wasn't, man. It's been no. an insane day. The, I saw the I saw the one clip I know everyone was talking about that was the uh, a down year for me is a career year for most quarterbacks, uh, which, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, correct. That's that's pretty much correct. So that basically, was, uh, he's basically like Elmo in the gift uh, world with a fire right behind him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Yeah, Sarah, I don't know if you got a chance to catch any more, but uh, that was uh, I, 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 even though I didn't get a chance to watch, you know, this this entire uh, episode, 
it's been fun as we talked about every week. I, like just seeing his his personality, seeing his sense of humor come out, has been amazing. So uh, yeah, that was a that was a, that was a fun clip if nothing else. No, it was great. And another you know little moment in that uh, interview that I really liked was he talked about Devontae Adams and his tweet um, before the game on Monday <laughs> about how oh I guess you know somebody else knows my body better than I do. And Rodgers was like, I wish he would have left it up. He shouldn't have felt the pressure to take. <laughs> He should have left it up. And then he kind of laughed. He said, no, I can't speak for him, but I love Devontae. And I'm just like, this is the new Rodgers, really. Just he's so open and relaxed with it all. And it was it was just cool to see that. Yeah, I think my biggest takeaway from watching the whole thing is I, I don't know if a like, – I haven't watched it in full, obviously, but I don't know from all the clips. I've never seen A.J. Hawk talk, and the only thing he does is smoke cigars and, like, laugh and smile, which, I mean, if you're getting paid to do that, that's just an outstanding gig for A.J. Hawk. Uh, but, yeah, it was uh, – he, he put out some put out some uh, some fun stuff out in the world uh, today, which was, uh, yeah, everything you want from Aaron Rodgers. I mean – even my one of my best friends, he, he sent me a message. He's like, did you see what Rodgers said today? And he's not a huge, like, football <laughs> fan. And I was like, yeah, I did. And he goes, man, is he, like, you know, tempting the football gods or whatever? How can he say that? And I was like, um, because he can. <laughs> That's exactly why he can say it. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers can say whatever he – yeah, he can say whatever he wants to say, especially if it's straight truth. Uh, yeah, so that one that one was a lot of fun. Uh, all right, Packers 4-0 and going into the bye week, so we do not have the Packers offense to preview this week, so we wanted to do a mailbag. Actually, before we even get into that, uh, we did have the prop bet from the um, the Falcons game. We had the over-under for points scored at 37.5. All three of us took the over, which uh, did not happen, sadly, <laughs> but... I almost I almost canceled it out like during the week and sent you guys messages just because without we we had made that bet almost assuming that Devontae was actually going to play so I kind of thought that 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 threw a huge influence onto it and you know a, a better fourth and one play call they're sitting right at thirty seven so mm-hmm. you know it is what it is but technically right now Dusty you and I are both sitting at two and two Sarah's at one and three. And we are going to take the week off because the Packers aren't playing, so no prop bet this week. And hopefully, we will be able to come up with a you know bet slash punishment by uh, that should be our goal by next uh, next by week six when we're doing the next one. That should be our goal is to actually have the the bet set up. Is that yeah, cool? that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and also, I mean, I would say not to step on anything here, but uh, I assume we're all in agreement that. If anyone has suggestions, please throw them our way. There's no guarantees we are going to do this. Whatever is suggested, we may not do. But if you have anything, let us know. And that makes crowdsourcing the yeah. uh, the. I like it. Yeah, we'll have yeah. to put that out. We'll have to put that on Twitter tonight. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll throw that out there. What my 800 followers isn't enough for your? <laughs> Listen, we all do it, and then we'll collect. Steve, we'll be fine. Everything will be fine. We'll get a Did good we ever... one somewhere. What was the... sorry? Before we even go on, was there ever like what was the final poll results from like who's the best fan? I'm assuming it was you. It was me by a landslide, <laughs> which I'm just I'm I you know I'm throwing those results out because. I mean, you you kind of called this, Steve. You were like, "Well, they're they're your followers. They're going to back you up." And my my response was, "I lost horribly in the second banana thing, and I put out that poll. So True. yeah, I won that, but I'm I'm throwing out the results." Okay. In both polls, because Steve, you put a poll out too, right? No, I think I just retweeted Dusty's. Oh, okay. yeah, I, yeah. I'll mm-hmm. pull up the things. I think I, I was like seventy percent. I was going to say it was. I'm pretty positive it was a landslide. Yeah. I didn't- place is all I remember and I'm like I'll take it because you <laughs> tried to disqualify me for my age right That's away true. So I'll take <laughs> you know what I concede my crown to Sarah Sarah wins Sarah wins ah this is crap <laughs> uh, okay so what we wanted to do uh, since we're in the bye week we don't have the preview of a Packers offense versus whoever there's playing defense we did the mailbag and you guys always Always deliver for us. So, um, actually, what we're going to do is start with one that Sarah got 
DM tour actually last week. So where did that go? Okay. So the first question is from Rogers Revenge Tour. Man, Corey Gopak Go, that is an outstanding name. <laughs> Rogers Revenge Tour. Okay, his question is if you guys could attend a Packers game away against a divisional opponent, what team would you choose? So you're either at the Lions, Bears, or Vikings. Uh, Sarah, who are you thinking? I think I'm going to go with the Vikings. Um, only because, or for a, co- for a couple reasons, I guess. I think they have the nicest stadium. Um, even though I hate when the Packers play there, I do have to admit it is a nice stadium. And then also just because I dislike their fan base the most out of the <laughs> everyone else. And I would like want to be that one annoying person in the Green Bay jersey that's just obnoxiously screaming when we're beating up on them. So I'm going to go with the Vikings uh, for those two reasons. I'm really right. tempted to go Detroit uh, just and, and then time that up with a Tigers game because those fields Ooh. are really close together because uh, I'm a big Tigers fan, and then go to a Lions game and then like walk the two blocks over to catch uh, catch the Tigers or something. But uh, if I'm thinking Packers independently, I think it's got to be the Bears, man. I think it's got to be a late-season Bears game for me because it's cold. I mean, that's it. Well, you know, oldest rivalry in football. Uh, it's it's I, I've never I've never been up there. I mean, I've been to Chicago. I've never been up to that stadium at all. So I think just the atmosphere there, especially in a late season game, if both teams are in it, um, and even if they're not, this cold weather outdoors is just something a little different about that. So I'd go. Uh, I think I'd go Chicago, preferably uh, late in the season. I just gonna tell you, I would advise against that. I went <laughs> to a game uh, when I lived in Chicago for like six years. One of my buddies got tickets through work, uh, and it was a Bears-Lions game. Okay. And I went there, and I'm like, well, I'm like, I'll go. It's like, you know, it's a professional football game. I'll go see it. That's for, and he got them for free. So I'm like, yeah, definitely down to do that. And like, well, I can't wear Packers gear because, you know, we don't want to do – like, I can't do that. Sure, yeah. You don't want to be that guy. Yeah. And then uh, there was one Lions fan there that I saw, and he ended up getting kicked out, like – the fans were so unbelievably abusive, like verbally, like I saw some things being thrown, like it was, and then walking the tunnel, like from the stadium back over to like where they have buses and trains and all this kind of stuff. Like, dude, it was, yeah, it was not, okay. a, it was not a good sign. Okay. Miss me with that noise. Give me the lions because lions <laughs> fans are kind of sad. I'll take the lions and I'll double that up with the tigers game. I'm going to go back to my original answer. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a good much. thought, Steve. I did not know that the bears fans were like that. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, every, every fan base has those morons for sure. I mean, even there's Packers fans out there that are idiots that won't want to fight, but yeah, sure. it, to me, I was at like, it was one of those kind of situations. I was like, wow, this is uh, not what I was quite expecting. I would say probably for me, the Vikings, I would want to go see. I want to see that stadium. It would be, you know, a toss-up between Vikings, Lions, and, I mean, as much as you hate the the Vikings, that stadium looks awesome, and I would love to go check the inside of it out. Um, and I think it would be a great place to watch a game. So we'll do that. And then um, he follows it up with a question, a food question. He wants to know, what – is your favorite donut variety? We weren't exactly sure, so we just said, what's your favorite donut? Um, so, Dusty, do you have one? I do. There's a local donut place here um, that does uh, some, some different donut flavors and stuff. So it's actually a toss-up between there. They've got a maple bacon donut that is just absolutely tremendous. But I'm going to go with they have a Samoa donut. So it's like the Girl Scout uh, Samoa oh. cookie, but in donut form, and it's – just to die for. They don't have it all the time. It's a specialty donut. So like once a month, maybe you got to track them. I follow them on Instagram. I make sure I know the day they have it. And then I make sure to go there. It's like two minutes from my office. So, you know, the, the, when I was in the office, low those apparently 15 years ago from the fields of things, um, I would actually walk down there. Uh, but I've not been up there for a while, but I track them. And when they do have Samoa, I try to get up there, but just a tremendous donut, man. Tremendous. My favorite is pretty simple. I like chocolate frosted with sprinkles. That has always been my favorite since I was a kid um, and now. Um, obviously, I'm not super picky about, you know, where I will get my donut from. But, you know, here we have Dunkin' Donuts everywhere. So that's just usually where I get them from. 
Okay. And uh, around here, there is a a like pretty well-known uh, place in my hometown, Wauwatosa. It is a, called Cranky Al's, and they do breakfast stuff all the time. And they legitimately have a Reese's Pieces covered donut. Uh, it is, it's dope. like you get a little bit of the crunchy, this like what to go with the donut and everything. Like I'm very simple when it comes to donuts. Normally like my go-to is just a vanilla long John and, uh, mm. that's plain and simple. And, um, but you know, you throw Reese's pieces or Reese's peanut butter cups on anything and it's automatically better. So I love that one. Um, and then before we even go to the next question, I talked to Sarah beforehand, but Dusty, where do you stand pro or against the cre- like a filling in a donut? It depends on the filling for me. I used to be big into like the like cream filling, and I'm really not anymore. So like I'll you know I'll go to bat for some you know raspberry or blackberry filled. Um, that the that same donut place does a Nutella filled that is uh, okay. great. Uh, so it, I have I think feel like I have to be in the right mood. Because unless I order it, you know, if someone else has it and there's just like a box of donuts, I don't know what's in it. I'm not going to touch it because that's that's it's it's a grenade, man. I have no idea what's inside <laughs> of there. So I will order them on occasion, but I have to know what's in it or else all bets are off, man. Hmm. Interesting. Nutella. I've never heard of that. Like it's stuffed in a donut. Yeah, it's 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 surprisingly good. Yeah, I, I would I feel like that would be better than cream or jelly. But mm-hmm. That's really good. I'm not uh, like a, oh, I was just gonna say I'm not like a huge, you know, cream or jelly person. Like I would not pick it if I was looking at a menu of donuts and was like, that's what I want. But I was telling Steve before this, like there's been times where there's been like a dozen, you know, like at work or something and I'll pick one up, obviously pre coronavirus days. Um <laughs> And I, like, bite into it. I'm like, oh, it's filled. Like, not my favorite, but I've already committed to it. So, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I'm just going to keep this at my desk and then throw it away quietly in 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, please, just taste better. <laughs> uh, also, fun fact for those people who do enjoy Nutella, if you do uh, a cup of Nutella and then a cup and a half, I believe, of of uh, almond milk and mix it together, you can make awesome homemade uh, fudgesicles. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. good note, Steve. They're outstanding. So you obviously you need your own popsicle uh, molds, but my kids and my, like, they're awesome. Uh, we, we we pretty much keep the freezer stocked with them all summer long. So, <laughs> all right, next question we've got from Mr. Kyoto. He wants to know, we've got in week one, Adams had his career high of 14 receptions. Week two, Jones had a career high of 168 rushing yards. Week three, Lazard with a career high 146 receiving yards. Week four, Tanyan had a career high three touchdowns. Week six, who has a career high? Sarah, what are you thinking? So I know Jamal Williams had a career high um, this past week, too, with receiving yards, but I think week six he could have a career high in rushing yards. I think they're starting to use him a lot more. There's potential. There's been a couple times where I'm like, ooh, he almost broke through, and if he did, he would have been gone. Um, So I know his career record right now is 113 rushing yards, so I feel like he could hit 120. I'm going to go with Jamal. Man, Sarah, I actually had uh, I was having Jamal Williams uh, touchdowns, but it was it was kind of a cheat because he'd only ever had his highest career was uh, was one touchdown. He's never scored more than one touchdown in a game. Now, so I was gonna go Jamal Williams touchdowns. <laughs> that does seem um, like cheating. It does it does seem like cheating. Uh, and so on the fly, let me readjust here. You know what? I'm gonna go um, uh, MVS touchdowns, uh, and that's another not quite a cheat because he's only had. Five touchdown catches in a career. He's never had more than one in a game. I'm going to go MVS touchdown catches. Um, I feel like against the Bucks, Bucks have a pretty good pass defense, or the Korean DVOA this year, you know, pretty decent pass defense there. So uh, I think they're going to have to take some shots, or I think they will take some shots, especially given off, you know, they're coming off the bye. They just had a game where they went very heavy to running backs and tight ends, and they've got Devontae Adams back in. I feel like MVS uh, could have a pretty decent game there, and it could be, you know, Four, four catches, 125 yards, two touchdowns. So I'm like, I'll, I'll go um, throw something to my guy. I'm going to go MVS uh, career touchdowns. 
He scores at least two in the Bucks game, I'll give him. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go a little outside the box, and I'm just going to take Tyler Irvin. And I think he's going to get it's, – it's going to be like combined yardage, you know, rushing yards, whatever. Like I feel like, like it's so close for him. It's so close. Like he he caught that screen, that bubble screen, and was just so close to actually breaking it out for that touchdown. Like he had one, if he can make one guy miss, he's gone. And I think this will be the week that he actually does it. It will be um, against the Bucks, and he's going to go for you know a seventy-five yard touchdown, um, and he's going to be the breakout player of the game. So I think that one would be would be pretty cool. Uh, I think he, you know, he, he's somebody that they want to use like four or five different times a game, and if they if he can finally get that one to hit, like it's going to be a home run. So uh, I would say that will be my guess. Next question we've got from Cole Pope. Uh, don't worry, guys. You don't have to answer it here. I've got it for you. He wants to know: Do you have confidence that this team can make it to the Super Bowl? Uh, oh, crap, I can't swear. Uh, you're goddamn right. We do have confidence that the team can make the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, the way that the team is... proceeds to swear anyway. <laughs> no, that's not swearing. Is that swearing? Yes. No. <laughs> swearing, that has to be like, that has to be an S or an F-bomb. That's got to be it. But... Okay, okay. All right, buddy. There's no, there's, no, there's no slide whistle needed for that. Okay. All right, man. Plus, Dusty's not editing tonight, That's so there's true. definitely not going to be a slide whistle. There's nothing I can do about it this week. <laughs> oh, man, Dusty has no control tonight. I love this. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, absolutely. I think we're all completely in agreement that this team continually playing the way that they do right now are probably with right there with Seattle is the best team in the NFC. And then you go against the Chiefs um, and the Ravens for probably the, the best team in the AFC. But, um, you know. Get in, the, get into the playoffs and, and go from there. But, man, they've, uh, they can keep the offense churning the way it is and add Snacks Harrison, get Kenny Clark back healthy. Man, it's, uh, it's going to be some good news for the Packers, I think. Dusty, this one is straight up your alley. We have from Kevin Cushing. What new wrinkle do the Packers show after the bye week? I'm sorry, sir. Would you like to answer that question first? <laughs> I think I'll, that, I mean I will let Dusty go. <laughs> uh the biggest wrinkle is having a healthy Devontae Adams. Um there you go. No, I mean it's been um it's been really interesting. And I mean, you know, I'm not the only one to say this. Everyone who's watched the game has said this, but you know, the floor's just been tremendous this season and the, the different game I've talked about this last week, I know the different game plans for different weeks and and this week especially based on who he has um you know, missing missing Devontae and kind of putting the, putting together that game plan that featured some different guys and schemed up things. I mean, he's, he's, he's tremendous. And he's, like I said, he's already started to show some of those counters. So, I mean, they've set up, uh, it's, it's kind of fun. It's almost, we're almost going back into another set of the cycle here. He set up the PA bootleg, uh, and then they ran counter to that. I think we're going to, we're bound to see at least one, the, one of the things I've not seen yet, that's a staple of that McVeigh offense that we've seen out of the floor last year. And, you know, multiple times you gotta, you gotta establish that play action bootleg first because you, you roll in the action whichever way the boot is, you know, right or left, whichever way that is. And then you got the levels going with that. We saw that, like I said, we saw a little bit of that this past week where he kind of does that half boot and then throw back to Tanyan over the, over the middle. What we've not seen yet is kind of a deeper shot. And I think one of the reasons, and I feel like this week would have been the week, but Devontae being injured kind of kills that a little bit. You get that kind of, Away from the bootleg side, you get the deeper level guy. Normally between 15 and 20 yards deep, runs a crosser across the field, a, a, a parallel and kind of following the bootleg. And what Devontae does so good, I don't know if you guys know this, Devontae Adams real good at route running. So what he'll do is he'll run that and then Rogers, so you get the defense off flowing to the boot. Rogers will pull up like he did this past week against Tanyan. At that same time, Devontae will just absolutely just Put on the put on the brakes and, and hit the opposite side, and then Rogers floats it back over backside. So you need someone who has the ability to uh, k- kind of run that kind of uh, post corner route while selling that crosser, and then Rogers can hit him over the side. I think we're going to see that. We're either going to see that, or we're going to see more of the leak concept, which is the same basic idea where we get like a, a a tight end blocking down, which we saw a little bit out of time this past week. 
a counter to the boot and then leaking out the other side for a wheel up the backside. So one of those two things off of, off a of play action bootleg, uh, we're going to see a uh, week six sounds right. Given how much they've been running that play action bootlegs, I think we're going to see that. Uh, it, I mean, the, I think those are the two big things for me. And, and I said, it, it's kind of coming back in a circle. I think one of the things we're going to see week one, I know we talked about a ton of those, that jet sweep stuff, man, they, they tossed that, they did a jet sweep toss, I think probably five or six times. I don't know that they've tossed it since then. So at some point, you know, you got to show you're willing to throw that in order to get defenses to respect that. And they're still doing that to some extent. You're still running jet or, or Irvin on that jet sweep. Defenses are still accounting for that. But at some point, some of that goodwill runs out a little bit. So I do feel like against the Bucks, it's not really a wrinkle, but I do feel like once or twice against the Bucks, we're likely going to see another one of those jet sweep pitches to Irvin just to, just to establish that again, which then will open up more counters off of that. So those are those are a couple things I know I, I will be looking for uh, against the Bucks. Very cool. Um, let's see. Next up, we have got William Ledford wants to know the best way to pass the time during the bye week. Sarah, do you have big plans during the bye week? Oh, no. I'm going to do absolutely nothing, which, are, <laughs> which honestly I'm really looking forward to. Um, but something I did, you know, this weekend since the game was on Monday, you know, Sunday was kind of weird because I'm like, oh. There's in a game. I don't have to write a story. What should I do? And I just meal prepped for once. Usually I can ne- oh, nice. I never have time to cook or I'll like start and then I'm like, I don't have any more time to do this. But Sunday for half the day, I just made food for the whole week um, from all different varieties. And um, it's been nice not um, to have to cook at all this week. So that that's something I would suggest to maybe uh, pass some time and then you have food for the week and you're nice and fed and full for the game on Sunday. <laughs> so that would be my suggestion for how to pass time during the bye week. And, you know, I had, like, the other games on in the background since I don't care about them as much as Green Bay, but, you know, I still was curious about what happened. So just kind of had that on the TV while I was making a bunch of food. So that would be what I do. I think I'm going to do that again. Yeah, yeah and mine would be, uh, you know, we're – I got a couple different things. I got one one football related, one non football related. So the Bucks are playing the Bears this Thursday. Uh, so watch that game and just see what you can pick up. You know, it's the only game going to be on. It's not competing for anything. You know, I, I assume maybe there'll be some playoff baseball or something. But you can watch that as well or put that on in the background. But watch that game and see what you can pick up. And if you haven't already, you know, maybe get Game Pass. Um, game Pass, I think, does a seven-day free trial still. And if you feel like digging into the All-22, into the coaches' film, watch that game. And then get a free seven-day trial of Game Pass Watch the All-22 over the weekend and just see what you can pick up. What's something you're interesting in, want, interested in? Just try to pick up something that may be like, oh, well, the Packers may try to look to exploit this or the Bucks like to do this. And it's, it's you know, it's a little in-depth. But if you've got time and feel like doing that for the advanced matchup, go ahead and do that. That might be a little fun. Just try to pick up just some little tidbit you didn't know before. And the other thing you could do, because it's October, it's getting cold, it's spooky season, man – Find a pumpkin somewhere, you know, I don't know where, on the side of the road. Maybe wear a mask and go to a pumpkin patch for a little bit. However it is. There are a lot of pumpkins on the side of the road in Kentucky. All the time, Steve. They're (laughs) everywhere. Get a pumpkin, man. Carve a pumpkin. Find a spooky movie. And just have a get get some get some hot apple cider and then dump a little bit of fireball on that. Or what was your thing, Steve? The the uh, hot cocoa and pe- and uh, peppermint schnapps. Yeah. Just do something then. Have a have a nice little spooky day. Watch a horror movie. Carve a pumpkin and just uh, just that Sarah said. Just kind of enjoy the week off, man. Just just relax a little bit because uh, you don't have to uh, you don't have to live and die with the team this week. I love how you think it's uh, it's cold enough. For us Florida folks to to do that. <laughs> well, it's probably what like uh, sixty for you. That's coat weather, isn't it, Sarah? No, it. Well, it's like in the seventies and eighties still, but we Gross. had two days last Jeez. week where it dropped down to like sixty eight one one or two Ugh. days, and that was just like the best day ever. Like I worked half the day outside. And then I, like, walked out on my patio the next day, and I'm like, I'm going to work outside again today. And it was just like, the humidity is back. So we're, we'll, we are still far from cold dates. 
we had to turn the heat on because it dropped below 40 at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah we've been in the same boat. If I could, so. <laughs> uh, let's see. For this week, I mean, I think Dusty kind of stole mine. We actually, with the game on Monday night, masked up and with a couple of uh, friends went and did some pumpkin picking and things like that. And they had a little <clears throat> um not petting zoo, but they had a little zoo where it's like little baby goats and stuff like that. So that was a lot of fun. Um, you know, you get to judge people that aren't wearing masks. So, you know, you get to have your own fun. And uh, they had little, uh, for the kids, they had pumpkin bowling. So that was a good time where oh, nice. the kids got to just throw pumpkins at bowling pins. I mean, very humorous, I think, uh, at best. But uh, we did that. And then, you know, you've got all the stuff to take home with the kids and they get all excited. So I think we'll probably probably do something along those lines some sort of fall activity as my wife likes to say the fun fall activities of like going to an apple orchard doing the apple picking that kind of stuff um so we'll definitely try to do that uh, as safe as humanly possible next up we've got elijah rob who wants to know what do you enjoy the most about this year's team sarah we'll start with you we all think that there's probably going to be some overlapping here so <laughs> yeah i just love the vibe that this team brings to the table. I, you know, I've always loved watching the Packers and I have for years now, but this year, and not just because they're winning. I mean, sure, that helps, but it just seems like the team both on and off the field is having a great time together. And it's so much fun to watch that. I mean, yes, I love watching the game on Sundays or, you know, Mondays or Thursday, whenever that is, but even just every day, like following them on social media and seeing what the team is posting and them in, in these media Zoom sessions is just so much fun. And I think they're absolutely making the most of what they have. They're grateful to, you know, be even to even be playing in this kind of environment. And I love it. And I think honestly the, you know, vibe and just the mood that they bring to the locker room every day is why they're winning, is why they're playing so well. So I'm really enjoying just watching this team be exactly, you know, who they are personalities come out that you know we haven't always seen before and I think it's great and you know I think Matt LaFleur is a huge proponent of that he's you know probably a major reason why this locker room has kind of come to life in the past you know year or so and I love it and it that that just has to be my favorite part of um, this year's team yeah I mean all of that it, they've been tremendously fun I know for me one of the big things has been uh it, we talked all off season. You know, last year the Packers were a 13 and three team, and based on score differential, they it was more like a, a nine or ten win team or something. And all projections kind of reflected that. It was everyone projected them to be, uh, you know, an eight or a nine win team. And projections usually are a little conservative anyway, but just based on what they did last year. And I know there was a whole lot of you know upheaval and among Green Bay fans of, oh well, blah blah blah. You know, they won 13 games last year. Like, yeah, but you have to understand like score differential matters and how they play matters and all that stuff. They got lucky last year and that's, that's the, it's okay to admit that. And so all off season it's been this, okay, I think they can be a better team this year. That was the common refrain. I know I, I'd been saying that as well was I think they can be a better team this year. It's, it's year two of LaFleur's offense. You've got, they, you know, they clearly didn't pick a wide receiver in the draft, but they trusted in their own guys to kind of make some of those, at least some mini jumps, uh, you know, even within the scheme or just as players in general. And so we, that was all off season was it's year two of LaFleur's system. These guys are a little more comfortable. You just hope that was going to, you know, be enough. That was going to, that was going to take over for the fact that they didn't add, you know, a ton of that, you know, talent in the draft or whatever. And just seeing that come to fruition, seeing what year two in LaFleur's system has been, seeing a guy like Tanyan who was a, you know, project, a college wide receiver turned tight end and, and seeing and seeing him catch uh, three touchdowns. I think the stat was five touchdowns on the year. Not only does he lead all tight ends and touchdowns this year, he equaled uh, Jimmy Graham's entire production over two years uh, over the first four games this year. So seeing a guy like that who, like, for years was just – it's a guy to dream on just break out. Seeing Aaron Jones doing what he's doing, seeing Jamal Williams in year two getting a bigger role – uh, just like all of these little things that over the off season, I know just from an offensive standpoint that we kind of hoped were going to happen. And like, well, the, the floor had a 13 win season and you hope that that carries over. You hope that with another off season, you can install that just the confidence that uh, just as comfortable as Rogers looked as good as they look on offense, all that stuff coming to fruition and just like cruising 
to four wins. Just it seems like at times just cruising and just doing whatever they want to do. I think that just that whole offseason of wondering what was going to happen and hoping this is going to do, it's been tremendous to watch that come to fruition. So for me, I mean, they've been really fun to watch. The vibe's been amazing. But just watching LaFleur's vision and watching all these guys buy in and what that means on offense has just been just tremendous to watch. Do you want to talk about the dancing part? I've come up with a new thing, so you can you can keep, you can keep expanding on that. Yeah, man, I love the. I mean, just it's it's a little goofy, you know. They got the little dance cam in the end zone now, and just uh, just Rogers being goofy as all hell. Uh, you know, uh, two weeks ago he had the little wave. This week he had the very late flex, and then Bakhtiari. I feel like Bakhtiari was mocking him because he had a little wave this week as well. That was like a mirror image of Rogers. Uh, but yeah, just you know, all those guys kind of celebrating together and just being super, super goofy. It, it just and again, that kind of carries over from that whole vibe thing. Just the fact they're having fun. There's just a lot of smiles. Everyone seems to be enjoying themselves. It's I just I love seeing Rogers on that uh, on that cam, man. Well and. And now it's two weeks in a row. It's been the Jamal Williams show before and during. Just him <laughs> dancing in front of that cam during free game workouts has been uh, tremendous. So yeah, just big big fan of all that stuff. Yeah, I think that was the we we all kind of had that same overwhelming feeling of just you know they're all having fun. It's a great time. Rogers dancing like the D train after a sack, after a fumble, whatever they're doing, they're all going and having a lot of fun. Like that's awesome. I actually, while we were talking about this, I came back to to a tweet I put out last night um, when the Packers' defense gave up a score and then the game was within 10 points, I believe, uh, 10 or 11. And I, I tweeted out that this Packers team is different than last year. I fully expect them to go down the field for a touchdown and put this game out of reach. And I think that's the biggest thing that I love about this team is last year, if this would have happened, you know, like the defense gives up a touchdown – uh, all of a sudden it's kind of you start to worry a little bit. Packers would have settled for a field goal. They The game would have been tight. It would have been something you had to worry about. That's not the feeling at all this year. This year you feel they like you just have that confidence that they're going to go down, they're going to score, and they're going to do what they want. It's not like they're going to get lucky. It's going to be this is what we're going to do to you. I know you know this is what we're going to do to you, and you're still not going to be able to stop it which is uh, just a, a really fun feeling, especially coming from years and years and years of the Mike McCarthy, like beating your head up against the wall of like, no, our wide receivers are better. They're just going to beat the route. And that's, you know, cool, man. We don't have those wide receivers anymore now to the point of like, hey, let's get these guys into open positions and the, they'll do a lot better. So, um, yeah, it was I think that's the biggest takeaway for me is this team is different than it was last year. And last year was a really good team. This is a better team. So I'm loving that aspect of it. We did get one late submission. Um, actually, we'll, we'll get some, some reflection from you guys, but this is from Haru Spectacle. Spectable? Spectable, yeah. Okay. At this point, I don't even know what pieces you could uh, remove from our offense to actually slow it down. My question is, can you please explain to me why Lafleur is so amazing? And I mean, my immediate response is when you're that handsome, it's just like the play, the play calling, the head coaching, it just flows right out of you. Like there's nothing else that needs to be said. Like you just, when you're that good looking and you're that handsome, a man just, eh, I can be an NFL head coach too. Yeah, that's, that's basically it. <laughs> uh, I think Dusty and Sarah have reached their limit of uh, tiredness. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, really, I mean, it's it, it's again, it's that illusion of complexity, and and I I hate it because I feel like it's an overused term at this point, but it's not. I mean, it's it really is. You look at what he does, you look at what they run, and they run so much. They run, and it, I've talked about this a lot, but it's 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 dual. You can run the same exact thing out of multiple looks, or you run different things out of the same look. I mean, and he does such a good job with that. We've seen uh, the effect of play action, and I talked about this a little last week. I know, actually, I, I, I think I tweeted about it. Actually, I don't know if I talked about it here, but I mean, the recent studies have shown that you don't have to be successful in the run game in order for play action to be successful. You just have to show a willingness to run out of certain looks, and we saw that last week specifically when they did not run all that well, but play action was just absolutely hammering. They were just hammering as play action against the Saints. And the same thing today. I mean, the running game was going well today, but they're using play action, and the looks they're running some of this stuff out of 
are looks that they will run out of. And so the linebackers, I mean, uh, you know, I've talked about Tanya completion quite a bit, the first one, and that holds here. I mean, that was a result of basically the backside linebacker biting on play action because a look they've run out of multiple times before and Tanya going past him and then the guy just could not recover in time to, to stop the completion. So he just does such a good job of, like he talked about it, I think maybe his first press conference, tying the run game to the pass game and making things look the same and making different things making different things look the same and making the same things look different. And he's done, especially in year two, done such a good job of that. And again, everyone's bought into that. And so I think just he's got, and they've got the talent as well. I mean, it doesn't really, the scheme doesn't mean anything unless you've got talent. So, I mean, even with Devontae missing, you know, you had, you know, again, Tanyan who's kind of ready for his ascension and Jones and Williams taking that step. Like you've got, you've got those guys and you've got, I think you've got you've got the right guys in the right positions. You've got, you know, last year it was you had MVS for the speed and that was it. I think Irvin opens that up a lot. You've got enough speed to make them respect that, then you can run some other concepts off that. So they just have a whole lot of pieces that complement exactly what LeFleur wants to do, even with Adams out. So I mean it's that's probably a long answer, but uh, I know it's I know it's a long <laughs> answer. Uh but I mean that's that's the basis of it. He just he's he does really really good and he's grown so much as a play caller. I mean that's the big thing for me. Like he's last year I know he struggled a little bit as the game went on. He's gotten so much better as a play calling, feeling out that game, getting kind of getting the feel of the script, what the defense is trying to do, and then hitting something that that absolutely will kill them later or being very very good in the second half. Like his his growth as a play caller, I feel like probably doesn't get talked about a lot, but he's just absolutely been killing it this year, man. But also the handsome thing. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I think that's way more important. <laughs> I think it is too, Steve. The thing that I honestly really admire about, you know, him and his coaching style is just how un- unapologetic he is, right? Like, he, he had no head coaching experience prior to, to joining Green Bay. Um, he's a young coach. You know, a lot of people question this hire and, you know, why he was the right fit. And I think he just tuned all of that out. He knew that he's a smart guy. He knew that he has the potential to be a great coach. And he really just went all in with this team. And I think, you know, when you're young, when you don't have a lot of experience, but you have the talent and you have the right skill set, and, you know, this is for any job in any industry, not just football, you know, you walk in the room and you're confident in your game plan and what you have, and people will buy into that and people will follow you. And I think that's exactly what, has happened um, with LaFleur, and I really love that from him. You know, from his first, you know, media availability with, you know, reporters on the Packers beat, he's always been unapologetic about who he is. Um, He, I think he's never afraid to admit, um, you know, areas where he maybe can still improve on, and I think that's really important quality to have as a head coach. And that's something that I'm really glad that, you know, we have a head coach at the Green, at the Green Bay Packers. So really just love what he's bringing to the table, how he's, he's doing it on his own terms and his own way. And I'm excited to see what happens. I think he, he's definitely in coach of the year talk already this year. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, I think that, that should wrap it up, guys. I mean, Packers 4-0 going into the bye. Um, yeah, I think we, we've covered every question that – we possibly can. So let's uh, hit some final thoughts there. Dusty, how many, I mean, I know you, you look tired, like how many articles do you have? Like 17, 20, what's the, what's the number this, this week? Uh, I've got my normal three, but Monday really throws me off, man, because the film didn't get available until like about an hour ago or something. So it's uh, the Monday's throwing me off, but yeah, I've got my normal three and then I've been trying to do a live stream here and there. So who knows if that'll pop up. So I've got, I think it, I can't remember when it's coming up. If it's today or tomorrow over on Cheesehead, uh, Passing Chronicles I'll be doing, and that's um, I'm still trying to figure out. Again, I've not gone through all of it yet exactly what I'm going to do, but I think I'm going through uh, basically Tanyan's day. I think he was six for six, and so going through all of his targets and then a handful of other plays as well. Uh, so that should be fun, just kind of looking at and digging into some of that. Uh, and then today over on Packer Report, I've got – uh, my favorite pressure, which last year kind of fell into a habit at some point during the, the midpoint of the season. I've just I realized, like, oh, this is three articles in a row. It is nothing but Zadarius Smith, just being Zadarius Smith. And uh, thankfully, 
I think I'm getting back to that this week. You know, as Sarah said earlier, he's kind of kind of a quiet start of the season, and he was just a monster this past week. So I've got four or five uh, Zedarius plays I'm going to be looking at. That was just just a tremendous amount of fun. He just there was a couple times I almost felt bad for the guy across from him because there's one with like a tight end is coming out of the formation to block him, and Zedarius just absolutely murders the man. I like just I felt bad for him. Uh, so that'll be today, and then Friday. Still trying to figure out what I'm doing Friday, but I think I'm going to be looking at Jamal Williams Day. Um, I think he eight, I think eight for eight, if I'm not mistaken, in the receiving game. Some of those were shorter, but they did do some vertical shots with him as well. So just kind of seeing how they used him, kind of how he looked in that. So uh, and like I said, maybe a live stream at some point. But uh, yeah, it's I mean going into the bye, man, they <laughs> heck of a game to go into the bye. I mean, just a, a tremendous performance from the offense. A lot of really fun stuff to dig into. Yeah, for me, um, I'm going to be off this week, which is great. Some time to rest. Um, I hope you guys all rest as well. Um, and then I'll be back, you know, when the Packers are back, I'll be back with my recaps. So appreciate all the love on um, that lately. Um, you guys have been great, you know, sending in some of your takeaways. And I love including um, those in the story, including you, Steve. Um, Woo! It's been a lot of fun. And, you know, as always, if you guys want to talk, especially, you know, with the off week, sometimes, you know, Packers game, a Packers game is a great way to just think about other things. But, you know, if you need time to just talk or decompress and vent about anything, my DMs are open. I'm here and let's chat. So um, hope everyone rests, has a nice restful bye week. Uh, and I will uh, continue to hammer the point uh, points home of voting and wearing a mask. I mean, a lot of you that listen to this are in Wisconsin, and it's super important, uh, number one, for the mask because it's it's crazy around here right now with the uh, outbreaks going on. And if we all want to go back and watch Packers football, which I would love to do and take my daughter to her first game ever, I would love to do that. So let's all uh, just stop arguing politically about it and just put a piece of cloth over your face and just be done with it. That would be cool. Um, and then, yeah, again, just make sure you register to vote, uh, absentee ballot, figure out where you need to be voting November 3rd. It, you know, whatever way you're voting, it doesn't matter, but um, just make sure you take advantage of uh, that, that right that you have for living here. Um, I think it's, it's a really, really important thing. And then, uh, yeah, besides that, it'll be a fun, fun little bye week Dusty will have you put out the, uh, the, the uh, thing on Twitter so we can figure out what our penalty will be for the loser of the prop bet. I think that'll be a, a fun little uh, thing throughout this week. Uh, so Sarah, be, be on uh, call for that one. <laughs> technically you're only like one game off, so it's not, not that big yeah. a deal, but, um, but no, that'll be a lot of fun. So uh, again, thank you guys for listening. We always love all the interactions. And again, thank you for the questions. Uh, always so much fun to answer and figure out exactly what you guys want to talk about and hear about. So please, whenever we, whenever we put out the call for it, please send more questions. We always love them. Um, and uh, yeah, so we will talk to you next week. Uh, actually, we should hopefully have a guest to break down some, uh, some bucks uh, Packers buck stuff. Who, who is this guy again, Sarah? Yeah, it's my friend uh, Bailey Adams. So I'm waiting uh, to confirm if he can, um, come and record with us next week, but he said he should be able to. He just had to double check, but he works for, he writes for Bucks Nation on the side um, from his full-time job. So he kind of does a very similar thing that Dusty and I do, writes articles on the side, does podcasts on the side, and then he works um, during the day. But I'm going to be hopping on his podcast next week to talk about Packers. So I was like, hey, why don't you hop on our podcast and chat a little bit? So hopefully he'll be able to join us too. So, yeah, make sure you tune in for that. That'll be great to uh, get some extra information on the Bucks defense uh, versus the Packers offense. So that'll be a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Uh, make sure to follow us again at Twitter, at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Kelleher, for at C. Peretch, and at Packaday Podcast. And, uh, as always, Go Pack Go!
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new health care regimen, including EE system.